Welcome to Making Strides for Animal Chiropractic, where we promote integration and collaboration. Whether you are just starting your practice or you are ready to push the profession forward, we aim to provide you all the tools necessary to form relationships and educate your community. After all, spines of all sizes deserve to be adjusted. Welcome to our podcast and thanks for listening. Hey guys, it's Dr. K with Making Strides for Animal Chiropractic. In this podcast episode, I want to talk a little bit more about newsletters. A lot of people ask me, should I be contacting my clients via email? And the answer is yes. If you're not doing this, you're missing out on an awesome opportunity to follow up with your clients, give them more information, educate them about the power about what you do, and more. We're going to talk a little bit more in this podcast episode about what I include in my newsletter and some ideas about how to make yours the very best. Before we get started, a quick word from our sponsors. Hey guys, treating patients is not about doing everything alone. When you're starting a practice, it can be hard getting out there, marketing yourself, talking to other providers about what you do. I get it. I am strongly introverted. I do not like talking to other people. And the last thing I want to do is try and sell myself. But it is really important when I'm working on patients that I remember I am working together as a team. So there are other parts to the animal care team and I need to do my part to reach out and talk with them and learn from them about what is important that they're doing that impacts what I'm doing and vice versa. So I really love the Evidence-Based Chiropractor, a program developed by Dr. Jeffrey Langmaid because it helps bridge the gap between medical doctors and chiropractors. So that way we can figure out what is best for our patients. If you'd like to learn a little bit more about his program, I recommend you looking him up on the Evidence-Based Chiropractor Hey guys, it's Dr. K with Making Strides for Animal Chiropractic, and today we're going to be talking about newsletters. Why do you need a freaking newsletter if you're already on social media, right? So I wish we didn't have to play the game of social media. I think it's ridiculous where we have to go and dance on camera and like um, make these videos about information and entertain people and... um, you know, do that three times a week in hopes of getting someone into our business, right? I don't want you to have to feel like you have to have a dog and pony show, no pun no pun intended, um, to get people into your business. Social media should not be like that. You should have a social media account as a means of, um, I don't want to say a business card, but kind of like a presence um, where people can see how professional you are, okay? And they can kind of see what you're about right? So um, it's kind of like people's perception of you before they get into a relationship with you. So I listened to this podcast the other day that, um, you know, drew the metaphor between uh, social media versus email marketing, where social media is like you're showing up to a party and people have their perceptions of you and they're talking to you and they maybe don't know you. But once they get really, once you find someone who's really interested in you and everything that you're about, well, then they go home with you, right? Which is where you go into the email marketing, right? Which is where they're super invested and they want to enter into a relationship with you, okay? Take what you will from that metaphor. But what we're trying to do is we're trying to show up to the party or uh, show up to the parties, plural, depending on which platforms you are on, and meet people, right? And then once we meet those people, we want to turn those people into relationships, which uh, having a business is all about the relationships you form. So we want to form relationships with these people and invite them into our homes, right? Where we can form a more intimate, connected relationship and build that trust with them, okay? So as a business owner, what this can look like is we have... um, 
you know, these topics that we talk about where we, you know, I don't want to make this super hard for anyone, but we're going to reuse content and come up with certain ideas to put into newsletters. And in these newsletters, it can be, here's my blog topic, or it can be like several different things. We'll talk about that. Um, and in this uh, overarching topic, we can form different blog posts about it. So for example, if you have owners that ask you, how do I de identify pain in my dog? And that's something you get asked all the time. Well, maybe you come up with the five things you would be looking for, like pain on palpation, um, decrease in reflexes, loss of muscle tone, decreased range of motion. Um, write these things down. Make a little blog post about it. Most of your um, you know, website builders also have a blog um, widget that you can add a blog to your website and um, you can put it on your website. So it's really great evergreen content for your website because people will say, how do I identify pain in my dog on Google? And then your website will pop up because it's on your blog. And then you reuse this content for your email newsletter where you say, hey, for my loyal people who are on my newsletter, I'm going to share how to identify pain in your dog, right? So you're providing useful information to people you want to build a relationship with. And they're actually really excited to receive this kind of information because it's something they already have expressed an interest in learning more about, okay? So email marketing is not just I'm spamming someone and telling them how awesome chiropractic is. It's I'm providing them value on a regular frequent interval so they can know more about how to help their pets be healthy, right? So I had a hard time with email marketing, shifting from social media where you can scroll endlessly for hours and not really, you know, um, invest in a future relationship with a business versus shifting into email marketing because I feel like that's so much more personal and contacting someone and invading their personal space is what I thought of it as. But when you're dropping into someone's email inbox who's they've opted into your email list, it's because they want to hear from you and it's because they value and respect your opinion about animal healthcare. So I want you to shift your framework um, of thinking into how can I provide value for my customer so that that way they want to stay with me because I am a trusted expert in this field and I'm going to provide value always for my customer so that way they can help their pets live a better life. Because ultimately when it comes down to it, you're an animal chiropractor because you want to enable pets to be healthy for their entire life. At least that's why I am one. So I want to provide value to my customers so that way they can do that, right? So you can do other things where you can, you know, um, have an interview blogger, or if you have a podcast, you can have an interview podcast. Um, and then you can go on something like rev.com and you can, um, you know, get the uh, written version of what you guys are saying and post it to your blog. I'm not going to get too deep into it, but what we're going to do is we're going to think to ourselves, what kind of topics do people want to know about? And then how can I collect their information and how can I reach out to them regularly about this information and touch base? Because touching base with your clients is super important because we have the ever churning wheel of patients coming in, patients getting better, and then patients leaving. And I can't tell you how many people have told me, oh, I'm so thankful you sent a newsletter because I lost your business card. Or, you know, you treated Fluffy for hip dysplasia and then he died and now I have another dog who also suffers with hip dysplasia and I was looking for your information and thank God you emailed me because I was looking for you. Or, um, you know, someone who said, oh my gosh, I forgot to schedule an appointment for Fido and I'm so happy you sent me a newsletter with a booking link, right? So there are several instances where people are looking for you and they just got busy. So it helps to touch base. And I know a lot of... Um, 
people from other clinics have what's called a recall list. We personally did this when we were treating humans, and I hated it. I hated it so much because I hate talking on the phone, where we go line by line of patients' information, and we would call them, and we'd say, hey, doctor, or hey, Mr. Smith, I haven't seen you in three months at the clinic. I was just wondering how your back pain is. Would you be interested in coming back in for an appointment? (laughs) And we would do that for like 400 people. And um, it's no fun doing that. It's much easier to have a newsletter because people are interested in a newsletter and it's not aggressively and assertively saying, hey, you need to come back in, right? So (laughs) anyway, that's my take on it. So what we're gonna do is we're going to think of what are some things a client will want to know when it comes to animal chiropractic or maybe you're a holistic vet. What are are some things patients would wanna know about veterinary stuff or maybe you're um, an equine chiropractor and uh, you specialize in barrel racing like what's something they want to know about barrel racing or maybe um, you have a a saddle fitter you know and they want to talk about saddle fit and you want to have them on for a a guest blog like the creatively think of things that people ask you about and um, figure out how you can get that information to them okay and um, what we're going to do is we're going to put that kind of information into an email format. So there are several different ways you can do this. And I'm not an attorney, but I do recommend that you look up compliance as far as um, email marketing. Like there's GDPR compliance in the UK that's very specific about how you handle information. And a lot of us um, human chiropractors are very familiar with HIPAA. Um, so we just make sure that you are compliant with how you're handling people's email addresses and phone numbers. We don't want that information to get out. And I do recommend you talk to your malpractice. Um, people about um, having some kind of policy about how you utilize this information. I'm not going to go too far into it past that, but do make sure you do your research before you start email marketing. Um, If you'd like, you can reach out to me personally one-on-one about how I do this. Um, But there are several apps as well that you can utilize. So um, I started out with MailChimp personally, and there's too many bells, whistles, and buttons, so I got rid of MailChimp. But there's also things like MailerLite and ConvertKit, and um, you know I think I personally use Square Marketing right now, which is um, integrated with my uh, processing. But regardless, if you go onto a, um, a search engine and you type in email marketing, there are several different apps that can get you started. Okay, and uh, some people like the look of like Flowdesk, and some people like the utility utilitar- is <laughs> I can't say it the functionality of something as simple as um, going onto your Square and clicking another widget and typing up an email in an easy to go template. Okay, like me, right? I don't want to think too hard about how to make it look pretty. I just want to input my information and go. Right, so. Um, find something that works for you and plug in the information. And I have some ideas on what kind of information you should put into a newsletter, right? Now, I personally sit down once a month and I think about what topics does someone want to know about and then I write a blog post about it and I post that blog to my website. And then I take that blog and I uh, chunk it up into four or five chunks and I make a post on Canva for social media about it. And then I um, post a short little blurb about it in my newsletter. Okay, so that's kind of how I reuse content. I do like a monthly topic and then I kind of like cycle through content, right? And I try and make it applicable. Like for example, for July, it's Texas, it's hot. So I talked about how to know if your pet's overheating, right? And I didn't get into veterinary advice, but I just gave like some basics of like, here's how to identify heat exhaustion. Please contact your vet if uh, you see that your pet's overheating, right? So make it applicable to what is going on uh, right now, 
Obviously, you want to check back in on things. If it doesn't apply, you can move those things around. I have a, a scheduling app that I use called Later where I can move posts around, right? But um, have a blog topic or a newsletter in mind of this is a topic customers are asking me about. I want to write about it and let them know my thoughts, my opinion, because they care about my opinion, right? Now, once you have this, I personally find that it is way too hard for me to come up with a topic once a week. Like all the all the professionals were recommending, like when I looked into email marketing, they're like, you have to send out a blog post once a week. I'm like, oh, that's too much for me. So I personally do once a month, but you can do every two weeks. I personally would not do more than twice a week for an email newsletter if you were wanting to send one, okay? Now, if you are sending these emails, a couple things I would recommend. Like it can be as simple as here's my monthly blog topic. Hope you enjoy. Or you can add some other stuff. So I'm going to get into the other stuff that I include um, in my email in addition to the blog topic, right? So I include events, dates, routes, or an online booking widget. So if you have a location, post uh, a little button that says book here now, right? Um, because I can't tell you how many people are up at 2 a.m. reading their emails and said, oh, Fido, I haven't booked him an appointment for his chiropractic appointment. I need to go ahead and book that now. Like I had so many people when I sent out my last email newsletter who did that. I had like three people click on that button and set up their pet an appointment because I touched base and they forgot, right? Because life gets busy. Also, if you, I see this all the time. If you horse people who are posting your route on social media, the reach is not there. Okay, so if you are posting on social media saying, I'm in this county this day, please contact me on the schedule, but the Facebook algorithm is limiting who that post gets shown to, you're not going to have a sustainable business. I'm going to repeat that. You are not going to have a sustainable business if you are just posting your routes on social media. Stop it. Okay, what I personally recommend in your email marketing is you say, hey guys, um, I'm going to be in this and this and this area on this day. Here is a button. Click here and contact me to get on the list because we already have a curated list that's going to reach our ideal client and it's going to reach them promptly guaranteed so they can get on your appointment because I don't want you waiting to fill your books based upon your social media engagement. Okay, that's just me lovingly telling you, you need to stop it because your business and its health should not rely on Facebook and whether your post gets seen. So I personally have an online booking widget. I also have some of my routes and events that I'm doing because I personally go to a couple dog shows so people can see where I'm at and the ideal person can see where I'm at. Okay, and I also feel like sidebar, I know I've said this in other um, podcasts, I don't want people to feel like you're just looking for customers on social media. So if you're only posting dates of where you are and where you're at and that people should get scheduled on your social, they don't get a feel for you. Again, it's kind of like inviting someone on a date when you've just met them at a party and you've talked for five minutes. So I just don't feel like it's authentic. I really want your social media to be, be like a, I'm meeting you for the first time, I'm a professional. I don't want it to be, hey, you wanna go on a date with me? Um, we just met, kinda of situation. So anyway, that's just my personal feelings. Thirdly, shout out other small businesses. Like I said before, maybe you have a farrier you love, a saddle fitter you love. Maybe you have 
um, you know, a holistic vet or a vet that does acupuncture and they do like a little feature. Like other small businesses love when you shout them out. So shout them out in your newsletter because you know, like, and trust them, right? And maybe they also offer a synergistic, valuable service for your customers that they would want to know about. Like many pets that I see for chiropractic also do acupuncture or also do massage. So there have been times where I've invited a massage therapist or a canine acupuncturist to come on and um, write a little blog post or have a little blurb about them and their business because it helps my customers and it helps that business. So don't be afraid to feature other small businesses. Really great idea to do that on social media as well. Take a little picture of you in front of their shop or have a little picture of you with that service provider saying, hey, I endorse this person, especially if you use their services and love their services. Services, right? Because customers buy based upon recommendations and reviews, okay? And we're finding that people trust ads less and less. So it really would help a small um, fellow business owner if you would shout out their business. So I occasionally will have like, this is a product I love and I use for my pets, or this is a, a service I use and I love for my pets. If you're interested, here is their information, right? And I put that in my newsletter, especially if people ask you repeatedly, who do you use for this? Who do you use for that? Put it in your newsletter. I also link to my blog. So I keep my blog and my newsletter separate, um, but I intertwine the two. So my monthly topic is um, here's how to recognize heat exhaustion in your pet. Click here to read more. So if they want to read more on that topic or five ways to identify pain in your pet, click here if you want to learn more. Okay. And I find that evergreen content is good because if I have the blog on my website and I say, um, how do I identify pain in your dog? And then someone's searching on Google for that, then they'll find me in my business, right? So it helps to have those in two different spaces, at least from my perspective, because if you just send it out in an email newsletter, it's not doing you any good. So just cross pollinate and put the same information on your website. So that way SEO, search engine optimization can find you and uh, put those customers where they need to go, right? Um, I also recommend we don't talk enough about our success stories. So I really would love for you to feature a client and their success story. So those before and after videos that I tell you to take all the freaking time, put them in your newsletter, right? Show them how amazing chiropractic care is. You don't tell a pet to walk better after four adjustments. They just do because chiropractic care works. So why aren't you showing it? right? If you have a really cute video um, or picture with you and one of your pet patients, put it on your newsletter and say, uh, this is Fluffy. He suffered with back pain for two years and after three adjustments, he's walking great. Put that in there. People want to know. They want to see your other patients. They want to hear amazing miracle stories and I guarantee you have at least one miracle story, okay? So take a picture with that patient. I know you hate getting your picture taken. I do too. But take a picture of you with your favorite patient and put it in your newsletter. People love to see it, okay? And then lastly, in my newsletter, every single time, I put a request that patients leave me a review or they send a referral. And I say, here is our discount if you send us a review or referral. It's just five bucks, okay? It's not anything extravagant. They get five bucks <laughs> if they leave me a review or send me another friend in need, right? Now, everyone asks me, how do I get reviews, right? And you get reviews by asking for them. And it sounds really dumb, 
And like, duh, I knew that. But so many people don't ask for them, right? And if you're touching base and you're providing value and they see other dogs getting better and their pets getting better, they're going to be like, yeah, I need to leave Dr. Katie a review. She's doing awesome. And I want other people to know about it so their pet can get help too, okay? So just some ideas for you shifting your mindset about changing your marketing from social media only, which is rented territory, where we're going to the party and then we're going to make a connection and then we're going to invite people into our home, which is email marketing. We're going to form a deeper relationship and become an authority figure and touch base with our clients that may have forgotten or got busy with life. We want to advocate for those patients and make sure they're getting back in for their chiropractic wellness care because as you know, pets are more resilient when they get adjusted more frequently. And I want to let you know that when you're looking at starting a newsletter, there's a couple things you can do. You can post a blog uh, where you talk about regular topics people are asking about. You can post about your events and your routes and where you're going to be. You can shout out another small business owner. You can have a booking widget where people can go ahead and schedule themselves. You can feature a patient's success story or have a featured patient of the month. And you can also request for reviews and referrals. I hope this podcast has given you some ideas about uh, why it's important to have a newsletter and how powerful it can be and some ideas on um, how you can start your own for free, right? <laughs> you don't have to pay for ads to get customers in. You just have to be creative and think outside the box about how you can attract customers by providing them value that they would like to know about. If you found this podcast useful, um, please follow us online at Making Strides for Animal Cairo. We're also at makingstridesforamalchiropractic.com. We also have a free Facebook group where you can connect with other like-minded professionals. Um, it's Making Strides for Animal Chiropractic on Facebook. Um, I would love to help you in your developing, growing business where you can serve animals. And I want to allow you to do it full-time. So if you would, please reach out. Let me know what you thought. Any other topics that I can cover to help you in your business, scroll down, leave us a review, and let us know what you'd like for us to talk about to help you in your business. Until next time, we will talk to you soon. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. I hope these free tools have served you and your business so you can serve more patients. It's really tough being an animal chiropractor. I know it. You're trying to meet all these people, trying to get their vet to sign these referral forms, and you don't know if you can make your business work financially. It's hard. I get it. Now, when I first got started, all of my chiropractic mentors told me you have to do all these marketing events, meet all these people you don't know, shake a lot of hands, and get them into your practice. I was always wondering where my next new patient was going to come from. And if I'm being honest with you all, it wasn't sustainable. It always put fear in my head that I would never have a practice of my dreams. So fast forward a couple years, and here I am with a successful and thriving animal chiropractic practice. And it took a lot of mindset shifts in order to get here. What I thought and what I was told would work didn't work for me. So I had to develop a program that worked for a strongly introverted, kind of awkward person who just loves animals and wants to serve them well. I had to shift away from always thinking about where I'm going to get my new patients in to instead focusing on the relationships I built in my community and becoming an authority figure on animal chiropractic. So you guys, I have a free course that's going to tell you a little bit more about how I made these mindset shifts and why I started this Making Strides movement. So that way we can push the animal chiropractic profession forward. Please join us on makingstridesforanimalchiropractic.com. Take the free course and see what it has to offer you.